0: Sometimes it just happens so easily, like it will happen in a Bible study, which is there's no better place for that commitment to be made to the study of God's Word and then to the encouragement of a younger woman and an older woman, but it starts lots of times because you open this book together and you pray over what you're studying and then you just start getting connected and it's just wonderful. It just kind of pops up like <laughs> flowers. It just starts blooming everywhere and, yeah. and it's exciting to see that. And there's no age limit. I mean, you're not too old and you're not too young. There's always a spot.
1: Hi, and welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. It is always a pleasure to get together with you, friend, and talk about all kinds of things. This program is not limited to any one particular topic i don't have necessarily a niche if there was a niche it's the power of god working in people's lives for transformation to be gospel focused gospel centered bottom line off of that there's different shoots of ministries and people we meet along the way a couple years ago i had the privilege of having the director of women's ministry from collierville first baptist church amy dodson she came in. We had a great time together. She's back. Amy, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
2: You. I'm doing great. Thank you for having
1: us. <laughs> There's this exciting event you've got coming up for women, not only at Cairo First Baptist, but for women throughout the Memphis and Mid-South area right. called Titus 2, Women Mentoring Women, February 28th and 29th. How did you decide on this particular theme and uh, where did you find your speaker?
2: Well, it's something that God has been doing over the last several years. Um in twenty seventeen, Barbie Halford that's here with us and I, we went to Indianapolis to um a revived conference called Adorned, Women Mentoring Women, the Titus Two Way. And that um that that helped kinda stir up our hearts um for this particular type of ministry. Um, we actually live this out in our daily lives. Um, Barbie is my spiritual mother. Um, She actually uh, was the director of women's ministry before me, and uh, passed the baton on to me. Um, And just over that time, uh, studying Titus 2 deeply, um, God worked out um, an opportunity for she and I and a group of ladies to go on a mission trip to Canada. We went there and did a conference out of Titus 2. It's neat how God works, because you think you're studying to prepare to teach someone else, but actually God is teaching you along the way. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, he just began to just plant those seeds, and it developed into us really wanting to focus on that this year at our own church.
1: Wow, that's exciting. Barbie, welcome. Barbie Halford is here, as Amy mentioned. You were here with us last time, too, as we got together. So how are you doing, Miss Barbie? Doing great.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Family doing well?
0: Everybody's well. Upright and moving. We're all good.
1: You mentioned the theme and how this Mm -hmm. is kind of coming together for the Titus 2 women mentoring women. You had to have a speech. And that speaker is on the phone with us right now. We've got Leslie Bennett with Revive Our Hearts, the Women's Ministries Initiative. Leslie, welcome to the show. Thanks,
3: Byron. I'm so excited to be here.
1: How often do you get to have tea with Nancy Lee?
3: (laughs) Well, Nancy's in Michigan, and I happen to work remotely in (laughs) Buford, so not very often. I want to do it much more, but she is a spiritual mother to me. Hmm and has taught me so much, and now I get to go out and share it with women in local churches, which I love to do. Can't wait to get to
1: Memphis. Oh, well, these ladies are excited for you to come, and of course, Nancy Lee and Revive Our Hearts Ministry has a special place in our hearts here with Bot Radio Network being one of the featured programs for many years. The feature that she has that we air daily with Revive Our Hearts and Nancy Lee and What a wonderful woman of God and just how God uses her her spirit. I've had several opportunities to visit with her and actually have her on the show and interview her in the past, so it's really neat to have all of you together. I think it was back in 2008 at a True Women's Conference that was really a pivotal place in your spiritual journey with Christ. Leslie, take us back to where you were spiritually just prior to attending that conference. I love
3: telling this story, Byron. I'm so glad you asked me about it. Um, I was a director of women's ministries. I'd been serving on staff for about six years in Columbia, South Carolina. Got invited to this conference. Knew that Nancy Lee DeMoss at that time was an an excellent Bible teacher, but I knew nothing about what True Woman 08 would be about. And literally, I was sitting in the back row of 6,000 women in Chicago listening to the Word of God as it was taught by Nancy and uh, Pastor John Piper and Mary Cassian. And I was exposed for the very first time, even though I had grown up in the church, I had never heard how a woman's femininity and a man's masculinity glorify God in unique and different ways. And so when I was exposed to those truths, it radically changed my life. And before I even left Chicago, the Lord was already showing me that uh, I had to first learn myself what a true woman was. Uh, I had to repent from some ways in my life that I had adopted from the world, some feminist thinking. And then I had to go back and teach the women in my church and to create a Titus II culture. So I've seen the transformation over the years, which is why God's given me such a passion. I've seen how it has changed my life, how it has enriched my life, and how it has changed uh, cause the body of Christ to flourish when we're living out our God-given design. And so I'm I'm eager to share it with the
1: women. I love that, Leslie. And I want to get into the Titus 2 culture in just a second here. But what you said about God's design for man and for woman, my pastor, Will Franco, is doing a series now on gospel-centered marriage. He was talking about this and about Eve being a suitable helper For Adam, that's part of God's design. He said that that Hebrew word for helper means power and strength, and it's not an inferior place, but a complementary one to Adam. She provides the power and strength in areas where Adam was lacking. That term for helper in Hebrew is also used elsewhere in Scripture when Israel is at battle and are lacking to get the victory until the Lord provides the power and strength at just the right moment. So you see these pieces as a puzzle, if you will, of man and woman really fitting together, complementing each other to be able to glorify God, of course, and proclaim His goodness on the earth. And I think, as you said, re-educate, because there's this idea that you can be powerful and you can be strong on your own. God's design is for a woman to be powerful and strong, but it's maybe under a different light.
3: Yes, I think God has given women uh, a built-in strength that comes from Him when it's used uh, in His way. Uh, That Hebrew word, "azer" also God uses that word to refer to Himself um, as being uh, our helper. Yes. He's our helper. So when Scripture has given women um, this privilege to be a helper, when we see it through the lens of honor it is to come alongside other people and to help them to do something that they cannot do alone. And um, that's that's just the beauty of being a
1: helper. You have served, as you mentioned, as a women's director for dozens of years, even before coming to work with uh, Revive Our Hearts. What have been some of the toughest lessons that you've learned about women's ministry along the way?
3: Well, one thing I'll share that is really just um, along the theme of Titus, two and women's discipleship in the church is um, trying to, uh, in my case, for instance, uh, it was so new to us, we knew nothing about it, really, we weren't teaching it necessarily, and so changing that culture in the church became a a big challenge for us because, ideally, um, Titus 2 as it is taught in Scripture to us, verses 3 through 5, is teaching us a life-on-life discipleship. It's how we go about doing life. So one of my challenges uh, in the church was not so much to set up a lot of programs and structure, but just to cast a vision of women as that God has made us this way to flourish, that we need older women pouring into us, pouring their experience and their wisdom into us as we receive See that, then we're literally pouring out to younger women. So our lives are meant to be this beautiful circle of giving and receiving, linking arms with older and younger women. And so I think just casting a vision for that and women seeing that and, and grabbing hold to it for the very first time and seeing their excitement when they begin to live that out and they see how life-changing it can truly be. The local church is what God has given us to learn from each other, to grow from each other, life on life together.
1: Well, I like you bringing it back to the local church, because that's what this event is all about for Amy and Barbie. What about you ladies as you try to infuse the Titus II culture into your ministry? What have been some of the challenges in the reception of the ladies and how? what are some challenges of trying to get the older women to step in and, and, and also the younger women to want to take their role in that relationship?
2: I think that, um, and Barbie, you can add to this, but, um, I think that, uh, People like the idea of it. They think it's a when they get to see it lived out in other people's life, they're attracted to it. I mean, because even Scripture says that we adorn the doctrine of God when we do these things. When the older women are reverent in behavior and teach and train the younger women. And so I believe that the women are attracted to it. They want it. They've never done it before. They're a little bit fearful of that. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I do this? What does a mentor mean? Some think that I'm not schooled enough in Scripture. scripture, to be able to mentor someone else. And I just think it's just lies that have been taken root in people's minds, that they have to have certain criteria to meet it. But truly, they just have to be a born again believer and love the Lord Jesus with all their heart and um, want to invest and live life with another woman. Sometimes it just happens so easily, like it will happen
0: in a Bible study, which is there's no better place for that commitment to be made to the study of God's word and then to the encouragement of a younger woman and an older woman. But it starts lots of times because you open this book together and you pray over what you're studying and then you just start getting connected and it's just wonderful. It just kind of pops up like <laughs> flowers. It just starts blooming everywhere and yeah. and it's exciting to see that. And there's no age limit. I mean, you're not too old and you're not too young. There's always a spot.
2: And our relationship just happened naturally. Um, I was in a Bible study with Barbie. She was the lead teacher of Chronological Bible at our church. And I just wanted um, just someone in my life to kind of help me walk through Scripture a little bit. Um, I was studying. I was hungry for the Word of God. Um, And when I got to hear her teach, I was just kind of drawn to that. And the Lord just naturally and organically made that happen between she and I.
1: I like that hunger you talk about Mm -hmm. because... God satisfies hunger. You know, when we knock and seek, you will find when you look for him with all of your heart. Proverbs 2 talks about the wisdom and searching it like for hidden treasure. And sometimes I I think we just kind of top off on Sunday mornings. There's so much more,
0: right, Barbie? Exactly. So much more. And, And it's like little treasures. It's like we have to dig for it. But sometimes it's digging in the book first. Yes. And it points us exactly in the area that somebody needs you, you know, our somebody has a desire or has something missing in their life. And when you find out that you can be a part of that answer through prayer and through the study of God's word together, it's just a wonderful thing. Mm
1: -hmm. How do you, Leslie, in relation to church pastor, when you're looking at implementing a culture like Titus two, which you would think this would be something that not only for women, but this could be a, a church wide type of discipleship ministry uh, where men also teach the younger men, you know. But maybe a pastor that's not real familiar, that's, uh maybe maybe his ideas don't identify totally with the women's director of ministry. What are some of the challenges you've seen to have to overcome in relation to the pastor in trying to implement something like the Titus 2 culture?
3: Well, first I would recommend an excellent book by Susan Hunt and Megan Duncan called um, Leadership in the Local Church, uh, Women's Ministry in the Local Church. And I think often I have recommended this book to pastors um, who want to understand how to go about implementing a discipleship ministry in the church and want to understand the place that it fits in, um, in the church as a whole, Where did, what, what what piece of the puzzle is this bringing to it? And they want to understand better um, how to give life and structure to women who are seeking for these kind of relationships. So. I, I, I think there's great resources out there that can help pastors and help women's ministry directors begin to dialogue in this area. We always counsel directors and volunteers who are serving in women's ministry to work under the authority of their pastor always to begin to meet with them, to begin to pray. I remember at my church, we literally prayed for almost five years before we even got going in Titus 2 because uh, we just weren't quite sure the direction we needed to take. We needed oversight from our pastors. It just took us a while. Be patient, meet together pray together, and pass along good resources
1: to pastors. Great word there. Let's talk about having that safe space for women to have absolute confidence in the things they share confidentially, you know, even in that mentoring relationship, you know, because you've got to be vulnerable, you got to be transparent, and obviously that takes time that's not gonna happen on the first meeting but as you develop that relationship you're going to be more open right amy to share things with barbie or whoever's mentoring one another
2: absolutely um yeah that's where it begins i think and especially with what happened with us with under bible study and um just just that safe place of you know Once I share a little bit, she shares a little bit, and we just grow deeper in our relationship together. Um, uh, There's something beautiful that takes place when you begin to pray together, just starting there. Um, I think that the relationship grows in that way, just through prayer alone. Um, And then when you... Look at Scripture together, and and you're just a listener. Um, you know that I just think that that relationship just naturally grows through time, yeah. and um, just being available.
1: You want to address that issue there, Leslie, as we talk about having that safe space.
2: Oh, I'd love to. I think so
3: often women who don't see themselves as mentors, uh, they believe that they needed to have lived the Christian life perfectly. And done everything right, and I encourage women by saying, and I I tell them my true story, which is because I came to faith later in life. I was in my mid-30s before I had a true relationship with the Lord Jesus. I was a professing Christian prior to that, but I didn't have a relationship with Him. I often say I mentor out of my failures more than I do out of my Successes, there's so many things that I could share about what I've done wrong as opposed to what I have gotten exactly right. So, transparency is so important. And maybe authenticity is the right word that in that relationship between the older women and the younger women, just to be real with one another. And you know what? Younger women aren't looking to older women um, to be perfect. What they are looking for is a woman who has learned to anchor her life in Jesus Christ, who is perfect and who has lived the perfect life and can share with her how she, too, can can walk in His ways and follow Him and to anchor her life in Him and and His truth. And so availability is a huge part of this. Um, older women just saying, okay, I'm going to make myself available to you. Um, and sometimes we have to squeeze that in and, and just the little crevices of our lives. We're all so busy. But when we realize, when we get into God's Word and we realize that this is God's enduring priorities for women, which never changes over time, uh, this applies to us just as it then, did then, and um, God knows what we need to flourish. And so we, we'll, we'll be able to find those pockets of time to be available to women And uh, as we pray and ask God to show us and to guide us in that. Uh, we, if it's a priority to Him, it can become a priority for us, and He'll show us just natural ways uh, to intersect our lives, older and younger women. Sometimes it's, I would often uh, go over to a younger woman's house while her children were taking a nap. That was our time, to open the Word of God together, to pray, to talk about things that, that questions that she had for me, and just to really speak the Lord together. And uh, it's so true that, um, Uh, We learn as much from the younger women as the older women are are sharing with them. It it, it goes both ways. But just, you know, sometimes um, washing dishes or folding laundry, we're also, uh, we can gather together and talk about the things of the Lord, and that's just so life-giving. So be creative, pray about it, and I think God will show us those little pockets of time and those crevices, those ways that we can get together.
1: Good word there, too, Leslie. Okay, Titus Two Women Mentoring Women, February 28th and 29th. What are some basic details of registration? Amy, what should listeners do right okay. now to make sure they can be part of this event?
2: They can go online to cfbcfamily.org slash women's conference and register. Um, it's $25 for registration. It is Friday and Saturday. There will be a, um, a dinner on Friday night. There will be breakfast and snack on Saturday. and there'll be um, you know, the worship and uh, Leslie will come and speak and share with us, and there'll be breakout sessions, um, and we'll just dive deep into and Titus.
1: some of the breakout sessions. What will they entail?
2: Leslie's formulating some um, questions for us to be able to um, walk away with practical ways of what she's going to teach us how to Titus this And
1: let me also say to those listening too that you need to go and check out the website. Leslie, what's the address to your link? Is it at Revive Our Hearts or how to find you again on web?
3: Yes, RevivalHearts.com, and in particular, um, I lead the women's ministry leaders there. So if you go to the Leader tab, you'll see all kinds of resources for local churches and women's
1: ministry. And that's what I want to mention, because you have got a plethora of resources. Uh, You blog regularly, and you address so many different issues facing women's ministry.
3: Yes, we'd love to to share that with our listeners uh, today. Um, There's a blog specifically for women's ministry leaders called the Leader Connection. And so women can go online and, and read that blog and go back and search our archives and articles and tips and tools for the local church. Uh, you, when you said plethora, you were right. <laughs> uh, there's so much to explore there. And, uh, it's all free. It's all available. Uh, we're here to run alongside the local church to build it up and to pour into women's ministry leaders. And there's a lot about mentoring. You will find uh, there at com slash leaders. You'll find those articles as
1: well. Leslie, will we find your sweet tea recipe? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got to ask now because you are a Southern lady and you like sweet tea. You mentioned that in your blog there. What's the secret to good Southern sweet tea?
3: Well, you have to use real sugar. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. You cannot save calories. It's a real good, good sweet tea. We can
0: take care of your sweet tea. Believe me, we can take care of that sweet tea.
1: (laughs) You pour it uh, like syrup on your pancakes, right? (laughs) uh, What about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Like Uncle Cy, you've got your own little sweet tea jug with you, right? That's right. We're excited again that you are coming to be the featured speaker for this event, Titus 2, Women Mentoring Women. And ladies, please uh, go to that website and give us that address one more time
2: cfbcfamily.org slash women's conference.
1: And Leslie, what are you hoping women that attend this event, what do you want them to walk away with?
2: What I have seen before, actually, Byron,
3: is I've seen women walk away from a conference like this excited that God made them a woman and understanding more about the value and the importance and the beauty and the significance of their femininity and how they can uniquely glorify God through it. And I really hope the women will come away with a fresh sense of purpose for her life and her value and use in God's kingdom. And Amy and I have talked about so much, but we're hoping and believing that God is going to plant seeds Uh, for organic mentoring just to blossom. Even that day while we're together, we just believe he's going to already be knitting together hearts of women who come from that day forward will begin to meet together and to have the kind of relationship that Amy and and Barbie have. And and then Amy kind of touched on this. You know, We want to dispel any misconceptions about mentoring and and who's eligible and we're all eligible and and, and how do we get started. We want to be real practical. Uh, with the women, um, but we just want them to come away just excited about the truth of God that they have heard and, and just eager to apply it in their lives.
1: As we wrap up, Leslie and ladies, feel free to jump in. Maybe speak to a woman listening right now that just feels overwhelmed, whether it's the children at home, issues with her spouse, maybe a job failure, or just trying to balance it all, you know, and thinking, I just don't have time for one more event like this to come to. Just speak into her life a second, would you? Well,
3: I would say that I certainly understand how she feels, and I think, and I think actually the enemy works on us in such a way to keep us from gatherings like this. But I have seen time and time again that when women gather together, they set apart Uh, a a bigger chunk of time than we normally would have, say, on a Sunday morning or or just when we go to Bible study, a bigger chunk of time to really hear from the Lord, to soak into His Word, to pray together, to seek Him together, to worship. Um, uh, He will give us back uh, all that time we put into it. He will uh, just infuse us with life and truth and relationship and love and grace and it's something that if we trust him and if we ask him, Lord, it's busy, maybe I don't even have the twenty five dollars or whatever, or maybe I don't have the time. If we if we would just ask him, he will provide for us and when we get back home we'll be a new woman. Uh, that's our prayer always, that women will be transformed and, and have new hope and encouragement about the hard things of life, parenting, marriage, work, whatever, whatever her life situation may be. We need each other. The church needs each other. When women come together, I've seen God just uh, restore hope. We see the power of the gospel to transform lives. It's worth every second. I've just seen it over and over again, the beauty of women gathering together uh, in the name of Jesus. This
0: event is being prayed over by lots of women who long for the Lord to be glorified that Friday night and Saturday. So, Leslie, just know that we got you, kiddo. We're praying for you. We have a beautiful praise team that's going to come and lead us in worship and we just want God to be glorified and some of these relationships to start to just help life be easier for our ladies.
1: Okay, Amy, give us again the information how ladies can connect and make sure they get their tickets.
2: One thing before I share the website again is um, I would say to that woman that just is tired and like, can I do this one extra thing? Um, preschool childcare is available. Um, That's important. Um, So it's best to go ahead and register to make sure that spot can be reserved. And this is a time to come and rest. And this is a time to come and just be filled up and to be encouraged, to just grow deeper in the relationship with the Lord and to be renewed. It's not... Another something to do. We need it. We need to be with other women. We need to be filled by his word. Just be overwhelmed with his presence so that we can go back into that home and be that woman that he is calling us to be. Um, The website is cfbcfamily.org slash women's conference. And the conference is February 28th and 29th. Um, So please go ahead and register and reserve your spot. There will be a dinner Friday night, and there will be breakfast Saturday morning and a snack on Saturday afternoon.
1: (laughs) It's going to be a great weekend, ladies. Thank you so much. Leslie, thank you for what you are doing for Christ's kingdom as well as these dear ladies here in the studio, Amy and Barbie, for what you do for Christ's kingdom too minister to women in jesus name thank you so much for being our guest thank
2: you for having us thank you for having us
1: well friends that's all the time we have on this edition of mid-south viewpoint thanks for stopping by i'm byron tyler hey we'll talk to you next time bye-bye